Welcome to the Not So Average Podcast. My name is Courtney and I built this podcast to deconstruct traditional advice and the idea of living an average life to inspire you to step into your power and be the creator of your own life. If you're also viewing living an average life as very boring and you're looking to upgrade your mind, body, and soul, then you're in the right place and I'm so glad to have you here. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Wednesday on all streaming platforms and let's jump into the episode. Hey friends, before we dive into today's episode, I just got to tell you that Sexy and Sober is officially happening. This is an event that's happening downtown Toronto on Thursday, January 25th. If you're doing dry January or if you're wanting to take a night off drinking, sober curious, or you're sober like myself, this is going to be the event for you. So I created this because I was so sick and tired of the only alcohol-free events being something that happens at 7 a.m. in the park or it's yoga with puppies. Even though I love all of those things, I really miss the sexiness of going out and feeling good and having fun without the pressure of alcohol. And so the fact that I couldn't find these kinds of events, I decided to create them. So Sexy and Sober is the perfect opportunity to connect with like-minded individuals who appreciate vibrant nightlife without the need for alcohol. This event is going to offer a safe and inclusive environment where you can let loose, feel hot, and just have fun. That's all I want for everyone who comes to this event. So The event tickets are linked in the show notes. I absolutely hope to see you there. You can expect alcohol-free cocktails, a live DJ, dancing, socializing, giveaways. I love hip-hop and R&B, so there's going to be a medley of music, but that is what you can expect. It's going to be fucking incredible, so I really, really hope to see you there. Grab a friend, put on something that makes you feel good, and let's have a fun night. I hope to see you there. Well, hello, everybody. Happy freaking New Year. It is 2024. Can you believe it? I, every time I think about the fact that it's the new year, have a bit of like an inner turmoil just because of how fast time is flying by. And I feel like that's like the story of my life in every intro of this podcast. But time, I don't know if it's the thing that older people used to tell me when I was younger that time flows by quicker, but I do believe it is flying by quicker. And I don't know what theory that is involving, but I am just shook. I'm like, oh shit, it's today's January 3rd. You know, it's it's Wednesday, January 3rd. If you're listening to this the day that it comes out and it's just crazy. So happy new year. I hope you all had amazing holidays and a fun new year's eve. I personally had a pretty chill family situation for Christmas. A lot of just watching movies. We watched the entire series of The Bear, which I know I'm late to the game, but thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's probably one of the best TV shows I've watched in a really long time. And I'm someone who like loves fictional TV shows, but I am kind of a harsh critic on them. And then like I equally love reality TV. So it's kind of funny because like I could watch reality TV all day, every day. I can watch the same like seasons of Roni and Vanderpump and Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills, like I can just re-watch them over and over again. So if that pulls me away from those re-watches, then you know I'm, I'm being truthful. And The Bear, yeah, it was incredible. I laughed, I cried, I was a little bit anxious in those couple episodes. If you know, you know. But my god, the acting is so good. The storyline's incredible. I just absolutely enjoyed it. And then we also watched a couple different movies. I watched the new Hunger Games one. And then 
inevitably I ended up watching every single other Hunger Games movie because I haven't seen it since I was probably 13 or 14. And I forgot how much, how fucked up it is, really. I couldn't believe that I was watching this that young. And now I understand why it was getting banned in the schools and stuff, all the books and all the things. I remember this happening and I know I saw the movies when I was younger, but I really couldn't remember it that well. And then as I'm watching it, it was like kind of coming back to me. But it's funny because in hindsight, I don't think I understood some of the complexities of the politics in the movies and stuff like that and the storylines. And I really feel that like this last round of watching it was actually really enjoyable. But I also cried and just thought it was absolutely horrific as well. So not really ending on like a light note there. And then I decided I was going to enter my movie era because I was like, well, I've just watched like five Hunger Games movies. Maybe I need to dive into the world of movies again because I'm not a big movie watcher, but I do like to be able to keep up with conversation. And I also, when I do watch a good movie, it's like, whoa, it can really rock you. And so... I decided to watch this movie called Saltburn, which I've heard lots about. Um, Jacob Elordi from Euphoria is in it, and he's attractive, and that was enough for me to say yes to it. And if you've watched it, you might laugh at the fact that I had zero context going into this movie. I thought it was going to be like a rom-com about like two gay men kind of vibes. I had no idea the roller coaster I would be put on, and... I don't know how I feel about it. In the moment of when I wrapped it, I was like, wow, I'm never getting these two fucking hours of my life back. But then as I've simmered on it, I'm like, that was actually kind of a wild movie. Like that was actually really good. And then as I've gone down the TikTok spiral and rabbit hole of the critics and the fan, the, what do you call them? Like film experts or whoever they're called. I actually was kind of like, wow, this movie is kind of genius. And so I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I do know that that murder on the dance floor with the last scene, it lives rent-free in my mind along with a lot of the other scenes in that movie. But that last scene with the song that's like trending now, it's kind of a vibe. I feel like the soundtrack was really good. The visuals were really cool. And some of the messed up scenes were kind of hot. So I don't know what that says about me, but I don't know how I feel about it. I just think that you do need to watch it just to like know what the world's talking about. I feel like I can add a lot to the conversation finally, but I also don't know if I would watch it again. I feel like it's definitely a one and done (laughs) kind of situation. So I've been watching lots of movies, distracting myself from the fact that I'm entering the busiest month of my life. And I say that with all the gratitude because there are times where I've been so so bored that I like would die for any opportunity or for life to be happening. So I'm so grateful, but it's also all happening at once. So what's happening? I'm moving. So today you're listening to this. If you are on the day that it comes out, it's January 3rd. I'm moving on the 6th. So just in a couple of days, I got the keys to my new apartment on January 1st. I'm staying in Toronto and all of that just going to be on my own with a 650 square feet apartment with an office. It's going to be fucking amazing. It's like my dream location. And guys, when I tell you that I manifested this apartment, I couldn't wait to tell you the story. So I knew that I wanted to make, to move out. I like made this decision. I was like, okay, it's my time. I need to figure out this, but I was a little bit overwhelmed by the process because Toronto real estate and rental market is insanity right now. 
And it kind of always is, but I just feel like especially right now. And there's never really a good time to move. And it's like winter. And I just, I was really going back and forth. But once I made the decision, it was kind of like, okay, well, it's not a matter of if, it's when now. Like I need to just find the place that aligns with me. And I really went down into my like rooted belief in manifestation and the universe and that everything's always working out for me to kind of navigate these really stressful unknowns and timelines and things like that. Because obviously giving notice and things like that to your apartment, like it was kind of this debate of do I give my notice without having an apartment lined up? Like, what do I do here? And I actually used a realtor to find this rental and with the realtor the one day I went to see I think nine different units and I hated every single one there was one that I thought meh it's okay but the price versus the value of it was just like outrageous and it was really would have been me so poorly settling and I wouldn't wish that for anyone so I kind of just left that process feeling quite defeated I thought oh my gosh this isn't going to work out. Maybe I need to postpone this. And then I'm thinking about what that looks like and all of these things. And it was really stressing me out. And I kind of slipped into a victim mentality, which I don't like to do. And I catch myself and I'm like, bitch, snap the fuck out of it. So after like two days, I would say of slumping and feeling bad for myself, I got it together. I went back to the roots of what I believe in and what I believe to be true and really focusing on shifting my energy because I know that that's first. So shifted my energy, started to do some self-care, go through the practices, lean into those. And then I actually wrote down, you guys won't even believe this. I wrote down exactly what I wanted for this apartment. Like when I tell you, I wrote down a specific neighborhood. I wrote down a specific qualifications around what the unit had to include. So I wanted floor-to-ceiling windows. I wanted enough space so that my bedroom, my living room, and my office are all separate because that's not my current reality. And I hate the feeling of that my desk is beside my bed and that I can't relax or anything. So this was really important to me. And if you live in a big city like New York or Toronto or London, you know that there is a lot of close corners in big city living. So to find a place like that, you're going to inevitably pay more. And I really didn't think that was going to be possible for me, but I lucked out. I got a great deal and everything. And I'm really happy with the unit that I signed. And then I also really wanted, you know, the safety and security of like specific things of concierge and whatever. I wanted it to be a specific term, like so at least 12 months plus. And I think that was the only, the like, oh, I also wanted it to face a specific direction. Um, so between like north, east, south, west kind of thing. So I had chosen a specific direction as well. I wanted to feel safe and secure. I wanted concierge to pick up packages and not have to worry about theft of those types of things because that's really common here in Toronto as well. And I wrote this down and within four days I had my apartment. Literally the universe handed this apartment on a silver platter to me and I would say that the negotiation process was a little bit stressful between the two realtors but we eventually got it through and of course I just don't like the adulting stuff you know no one I don't think anyone I've ever met likes the stuff of having to submit you know the proof of incomes and the IDs and the this and the that like all the different legal bullshit 
not my forte. I luckily am very organized. If you are listening to this right now, you need to create a Google Drive with all of your stuff that holds your important records. So your, you know, the tax slips or whatever they're called. I don't even know the proper verbiage, but a photo of your ID, you know, references, your past apartment information, your SIN number, all of these things that you might need for legal purposes, I would recommend putting them in like one place so that it's just easy to grab and go because you always need these things in the times that you least expect it and then you're scrambling to find it. And luckily I'm a pretty organized person, but it just helped me level up my organization and my ability to be an adult because I love to take the past the the path of the least resistance and if I can make things less stressful in the future I always will and so that's something I can share with you but yeah I'm moving and then I'm throwing the sexy and sober event in less than four weeks so that is really exciting and equally terrifying I am doing my first event and luckily it's going really well so far but of course I'm I'm nervous there's a lot of jitters it's a lot of learning curves and it's way larger of a process than I could have ever imagined. And the other life update is that I'm finishing my somatic breathwork certification that all the kind of exam requirements are due by January 31st. So I'm literally moving, putting on my first event and doing my breathwork certification all in the next like four weeks. So it's a little bit tricky while running two companies in a podcast, but I'm obviously immensely grateful and I'm actually the happiest I've ever been. I feel like my life is truly aligning in such a miraculous way and I don't take that shit for granted. So it's going to be a bit of a crazy month. I was going to say year. I mean, I know it's going to be a crazy year, but in the next four weeks, it's going to be mayhem. I feel like I'm kind of sprinting a marathon right now and I think navigating times of limbo can be really tricky and so that's what I want to talk about today because we're all talking about new years and new year's resolutions and goals and all of that but what is it like to be the in the in-between and right now I'm in limbo like I'm sitting in my apartment with boxes all around me I almost couldn't find the adapter that plugs into my new macbook that allows my blue microphone it's the brand blue people ask me this all the time I have to like use an adapter to plug it into my macbook and I almost couldn't find it I was actually almost panicking because I thought oh my goodness I was so excited to be able to wait to record in the new year because I wanted to be able to recap what the holidays were like and the life updates and stuff like that and really get it in real time because I had so much uncertainty and kind of how things were going to play out in the last couple of weeks that I wanted to be able to really give that genuine update. And then I almost couldn't find this adapter and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, did I put it in a box? Like I was panicking and yeah, everything's everywhere. It's kind of chaotic. Moving is always pretty intense, but I just, every time it gets really stressful, I'm like, this is exciting. This is exciting. This is exciting. And the other thing that you guys might not know about me is that I have never furnished an apartment by myself. So when I was living in London, Ontario for university, I lived with family for two years and then I lived with a friend and she had two older sisters. So they had family furniture basically that was passed down to each sister as they were moving out for college. So we ended up having that main furniture. So I just had my like 
you know, bed and desk, but I really didn't need to buy the couch or the TV and this and that. And then when I moved to Vancouver, I got a furnished place because I was there for eight days and signed a lease. And it was like really so helpful at the time. Obviously moving across the country, it would have been a different scenario. So I really didn't mind what was in there, but it wasn't the way I would have styled it myself. But luckily, you know, it definitely was fine for the time being. And I wasn't sure how long I would stay. So it worked out. But now I'm living with a roommate and the majority of the furniture in this current place is also hers. So now that I'm moving out on my own again, I'm actually getting the opportunity to fully furnish it myself. And I'm really going balls to the wall of making this apartment the place for me, like making it home, investing in quality furniture and just bringing my vision to life. And I think there's something to be said about enacting that adulthood reality so or that reality of adulthood where you get to just decide whatever you want like if you want a rug that looks a certain way you get to have that rug if you want a fucking green couch you can buy a green couch if you want some weird lamp that no one else would find attractive you could buy it or whatever you can do whatever you want with your space and I just haven't really had that and I'm so excited for it it's definitely more expensive than I could have ever assumed like why are rugs so much money why does it feel like it costs an arm and a leg to get something that won't break within you know a couple of months so and navigating the also online space of people talking about certain companies and are they reliable or not and all of that it's just a new world you never at least for me I never really noticed furniture companies until now and now I'm like seeing them everywhere my reticular activating system is tuned in to the furniture stores and wow it's been such a fun curve but I'm learning a lot and I am really proud of the way that I've taken action and just gotten it done I actually one other thing I could tell you about the manifestation that I'll move on about being in limbo I really wanted a green couch. This was on the Pinterest board and I couldn't get this vision out of my head. I don't know why. It's funny because my parents always had green accents in the two houses we lived in growing up. So when we lived in one house, it had like dark green walls. And then the next house, it had lighter green walls, but then green couch. And It was definitely a different aesthetic than I currently have the vision of, but it was a lot of green. I think it's actually my mom's favorite color as well. And I, for whatever reason, hated green. And now that I'm an adult and I'm moving out on my own and getting my own place and really being able to furnish my own place, all I wanted was green accents. And of course, my mom was like, excuse me, are you kidding me? And it was pretty funny, but I went down balls deep into Pinterest doing all the boards, getting all the inspo. And I come across this couch from CB2 and it is a $4,000 couch. And I thought, is $4,000 a reasonable amount of money to spend on a couch? I genuinely didn't know. It's funny because I am a co-coach for a financial literacy company for women. And so I know how to help coach women about personal finance and and finance literacy and talking through the ideas around financial decisions and stuff like that. But the actual average 
cost of a furniture item such as a couch is something that I was not aware of. So I was trying to figure out, is that a normal amount or is that a lot? Like, I don't know. So I started pulling people. I started asking other people questions, looking for some outside feedback and whatever. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, I only have a reservation with spending this much money because the company doesn't have a really great quality or care, like support kind of care that other companies did. So for example, one company had, you know, this guarantee that if you don't love your couch, like they'll come pick it up for you and there's no return fee or anything like that. They want you to be satisfied. Um, I guess the word that I could use is a customer satisfaction program. So this company didn't have it. So I was worried about that and then spending that much money on a couch. And it was, they also were charging an extra $500 for shipping without even like coming in to assemble it for you. And the other thing was that if you want to return it, you have to pay the shipping back. And it just sounded like a lot more than it needed to be. And I thought, I don't, I don't know why, but it's just not a fuck yes. And if you guys listen to the podcast, you know that I make decisions from fuck yes or no mentality. And the fact that it wasn't a fuck yes made it a no. We don't live in the gray area. We don't live in the maybe. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll go visit in person to see in person and then decide from there because I just, I couldn't get the full read on it from online. And then I was going to decide in person whether it was an absolute fuck yes or it was a no. But in the meantime, I talked with my mentor and I was telling her about the situation and she said, you know what I think is going to happen? I think you're going to be able to go to a furniture store and I think you're going to be able to not only find a couch that's way more aligned with what you're envisioning, but you're going to get other furniture pieces that you are needing to purchase and it's all going to total less than the price of this one couch. And that exact thing happened. It was so magical. Literally the next day, I went to this one store that I had found and my dad and I were there. And from the minute I walked in, we started talking to one of the sales representatives. She was so sweet. I won't talk about her name, but let's just call her Sarah. And Sarah was an angel. I could have kissed her on the mouth if it wasn't an HR violation. I really, really enjoyed her. She was so wonderful and she was so helpful and they gave me all these random Boxing Day deals. I literally scored so hard to the point that there was this bed, you know, like this bedding set that I loved so much, but they were they discontinued it. And so they were able to give me the model and all I had to do was just get it washed, which was like no problem at all. They gave me a wicked discount on it. Like all these things, I couldn't believe it before my eyes. And so not only did it all work out for me, but I also paid significantly less than what I would have paid in the alternative scenario. It was stress-free and it's getting delivered on the same day as my move-in. So let's keep our fingers crossed that actually happens and that there's no hiccups there, but I'm prepared for the worst. I can, I know I can handle it, but I feel like it's actually really panning out. And so I share all of this to say that, you know, I obviously want to give you an update on my life because I haven't done that in a minute, but I also really wanted to share what it's like to navigate those limbo times where you're in the space between where you're wanting to go, but not quite there yet. And I think this can be said for a lot of different 
places in our lives. Maybe you're moving and maybe it's a physical, you know, relocation, but maybe it's you're wanting to change careers or you're wanting to go travel or you're wanting to become the certain person. You're wanting to become a healthy person, but you're not quite in the in the physical body that you want to be in. Maybe you're wanting to pursue financial goals, but you haven't seen the financial success yet. All of this limbo, I feel like there's actually so much so much joy in it if you can reframe it because it's really, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, but it's about the journey, right? It's about what you learn on the way. And if you're really thinking about where you want to go this year and maybe you're getting a little overwhelmed. I know a lot of information online and everyone talking about their wins and what they want to accomplish. It can kind of be a lot to take on. One thing that really helped me enter this new year in a fresh perspective was something that Jay Shetty said in a podcast. He said, rather than focusing on what you want to accomplish, focus on what you want to learn. And so his thing was like writing a list of I can't wait to learn X. So for me, one of mine as a personal example could be like, I can't wait to learn how to throw a successful event or I can't wait to navigating moving into my own place that I get to furnish myself or I can't wait to learn how to grow XYZ company. I can't wait to be open to love and developing new relationships. All of these things you can use as an example to pull from your own and wherever your priorities lie this year. I really love this reframe because it doesn't focus on where the outcome is. It releases that control and releases the outcome and allows for the process to be the focus and finding that beauty in it because you know that whatever you end up you whatever you end up doing this year you're going to learn so much about yourself and your life and i think really getting attached to the kind of person you want to become will send you in directions that you might not even know are possible like we often have blind spots for what could actually occur the little plot twists that we don't see coming around the corner And I am trying to make space more for that in my life because I've seen it happen this past year and I want to allow more space for that to be because that is where the blessings come in, in my opinion. And I also think that we're always in limbo if you really think about life and it's going to sound a little bit cheesy, but everything's always changing, right? We're never... Nothing's going to stay the same forever, even if you want it to. There are the beautiful moments in life where you're like so happy and everything's going so good and you just want to cling to it forever because you're just looking around and you can't imagine how it could get any better and you just want for it to stay the same. And for the more negative times, the times where you're going through grief or a loss or immense hardship and things suck and you don't know how you're going to get out of it and you are like in the bottom of the barrel so to speak that won't last forever as well and there's beauty and sadness in both of it and I think that duality is what makes life beautiful 
and it's kind of a sad thing when it comes to the positive times, but also it really is the great thing that pulls you out of the hard times because you know nothing's gonna last forever and that everything's always going to change. The more that we can accept that everything changes and the more that we can just embrace it is where we get to control how we show up in these times. And so in the times of limbo, we're able to accept what is really challenging us right now because like for me, even in my own personal experience in this current space that I'm in, I'm getting challenged by certain things and I'm able to reflect and go, why is this challenging me so much? Why is this digging up maybe old narratives or old beliefs and how can I rewrite the script this time around? And it's cool because you don't learn about yourself in staying stagnant. You don't learn about yourself staying in the comfort zone. You have to make changes in your life, whatever that looks like for you in all the different regions of your experience, right? If that's your personal relationships, career, where you live, friendships, family, how you spend your time, whether you travel or not, what hobbies you do. There's so much that you can make little shifts in and we really do get to choose our reality. So if you want your time of limbo to be stressful and chaotic, it's going to be stressful and chaotic. But if you want to lean in and talk about how much fun it is and how you're so excited about how much you get to learn and how excited the change is, then that is what your reality will be. And that's where I'm at, where I've had to remind myself because I think for me, I've had really stressful moves in the past. I've moved a lot in the last couple of years. And so it's funny because I actually didn't have a ton of furniture, but there were other reasons that made these circumstances so challenging. But I'm so much more capable now than I was previously because of those experiences, right? I have the information. I have the knowledge for certain things and how to handle it. I'm able to manage my emotions and manage my anxiety and stress levels in ways that I was never able to do before. And I'm really proud of that. And it's cool to have these kinds of times of chaos, I would say. I don't feel like it's that chaotic I mean, it feels like it right now in this very moment just because there's boxes everywhere, but I know that it's literally a few days and then I get to unbox everything and have my things the way that I want them to be. And I'm someone who gets stuff done. Like I don't let things simmer for too long and stay in the life of chaos. I like to be very organized. So I can do that super short term, but I feel like the previous version of me would be having a meltdown on the ground in the fetal position right now. And I'm handling it pretty well, I would say. And it's just cool to be able to recognize that about yourself, but you have to be willing to change and evolve and go through those life experiences because it's all adding you up and kind of preparing you for the next thing. It's preparing you for the next season of your life. It's preparing you for the next opportunity. Oftentimes there's a limbo because we're almost like not ready for the next thing to come. And it's not because you're not deserving or worthy, but because there's things that you might need to learn to get you to that place. So if we can rebrand limbo into preparation, then we can accept it more and embrace the challenges that come with change and allow ourselves to just revel in the learning and the discovery of ourselves and where life is taking us. And 
know that it's always changing and that's what makes it fun if it was all the same all the time I say it all the time but like it'd be so fucking boring and we're not here to be boring we're here to live a beyond average life and so to be able to do that we have to look at things differently we can change the narratives of what is typically seen as so hard and so difficult and just the worst thing ever and be that person that almost has the alternative opinion of I actually love moving I love decluttering I love seeing what shit I have I love being able to buy new furniture I love being able to redesign my living space and make a place a home and that's what I'm learning right now is the opportunity that we get to see these times of limbo as a mirroring moment to learn so much about ourselves and our lives and we really do get to control our experience through these times and so I am, you know, staying organized. I'm managing my stress and my anxiety through sticking to my certain habits and routines and detaching from the outcome and detaching from the controlling mechanisms I used to use to white knuckle every area of my life and be so frantic that things aren't the way that I like them. Like, that's okay. We can get through a couple of days of some disarrangement right I think that that has been such a great lesson to already kick 2024 off with and I'm just so excited for you all with this year it has such good energy all the spiritual people are talking about it all I feel like the other people who aren't super spiritual but I'm seeing on TikTok they're saying that this year has 2016 energy in it and the music that's coming out is so good and I just I feel truly like this is going to be the best year of my life. I'm claiming it now and I cannot wait to circle back in 365 days and see what happens. So thank you so much for listening. This is just a little life update, a little spiel on life in limbo, but there's lots of exciting episodes coming this year. I can't wait to bring you such an elevated form of content. I'm really doing a lot of work behind the scenes to take this to the next level and so yeah thank you so much for your support if you're in Toronto and you want to come to Sexy and Sober the early bird ticket sale is on until Sunday so you get $15 off your tickets your drinks and everything's included in the ticket and I really hope to see you there it's all linked in the show notes I love you so much you can find me on Instagram at the not so average betch and at sexy and sober without the e in sexy i'll have it all linked below as well if you want to connect with me on instagram or tiktok it's both of the handles are the same so i love you thank you so much for listening happy new year and i can't wait to bring you more content i will talk to you guys in my new apartment next week and i hope you have an amazing first week of january bye my friends